Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio, and I'm excited to have a friend of mine on the show today, and we're going to talk to Katie Miller. She is the head softball coach at No Middle School. Before we get started, we're going to, um, I want to make sure you understand, if you want to call in live, you can call in and ask questions to Katie, to myself, comments at 646-564-9536. The phone number, if you're listening live, you're on the Blog Talk Radio page. And that phone number should be at the top there. But um, I'll give it to you ever so often. Also, if you scroll down on that page, there's a chat room link. And you can go to the chat room. If you don't want to call in, you can send me a message on that. So we have Katie here. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, Holly. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Having a good day. It's a gorgeous day here in Jeffersonville. So it's, uh, it's pretty. You all playing tonight, by the way? We are not. We're on spring break. This oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Spring break. So that's why you can call in at 1030 on a Thursday morning. So Right. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get to know you a little bit, Katie. So speaking of that, you're a teacher and coach at No Middle School. Tell us a little bit about like where you grew up and, and that type of, kind of your background. Yes, ma'am. Um, I am actually from Normal, Illinois, um, which is a real place. I grew up playing softball. I know, normal Illinois, it's so ridiculous. Um, But I grew up playing softball. I um, played ever since I was little. We moved out to California, and that's where I really fell in love with it um, because it's a lot more competitive out there. I was up in Northern California and played a little bit out Uh there and then Uh came back to Illinois with – my dad works for State Farm, and so we came back Uh to Illinois – and that's where I really got into travel ball. So it was definitely more competitive and stuff. Um, and then just completely fell in love and went to college and it was, it was everything. So now I'm yeah. middle school and it's everything I could ask for. The, uh, so you've been at no middle school, what, five years? Yep. This is, I'll be finishing my fifth year this year. Yep. Fifth year. And uh, so when you got uh, the teaching job, when you uh, originally went to know, was the softball part of the package? Was that what took you there or how did that work? It wasn't. I actually, yeah. um, I student taught at no middle school. And so mm-hmm. I worked my way. It's not really a school that they take a lot of first year teachers. And so I was mm-hmm. very, very lucky to get in as quickly as I did to know um, because it's such a good and prestigious school. Um, and so I, I interviewed and got in there and I knew right away that I wanted to get involved with softball, but they already had a program. Um, it was a dad that coached at the time. Um, he was awesome. His daughters played, um, he'd been there for a couple of years. 
So I got in at first just kind of helping. Um, my first year, my husband and I coached the JV team while he coached the varsity team, and they ended up winning the city our very first year. Uh-huh. We went undefeated our very first year. It was like, I mean, oh. a dream. Yeah. I got you hooked for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Our parents yeah. were great. Our kids were great. I mean, it was awesome. So um, when you when you took it and you got in there, first of all, let's uh, tell the listeners a little bit about No. I'm very impressed with the school overall, and you said it's a you know it's a very it's a very elite. It's a, a high quality school. Tell it's N O E is how you spell it. And yeah, um, it's actually yeah. after tell- Samuel V. No, don't ask me who he is because I have no idea, <laughs> and I really should know that kind of thing, but I have no <sighs> idea. Um, yeah. But that's who the school is after. It's in downtown. It's off of Second Street. It backs up to um, DuPont Manual High School, which obviously mm-hmm. a lot of people know as one of the top 100 high schools in the country, obviously. Um, and so a lot of students will go to know with the anticipation of going to Manual. Mm-hmm. That's not always the case, obviously, because it's a completely magnet program at Manual. Um, but we have a gifted and talented magnet at No, as well as a visual and performing arts magnet at No Middle School. And so a lot of students will come there for those magnet programs. Um, and it's just, it's an awesome school. It's very, 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 very diverse, which I absolutely love. Yeah, that's the thing is, because uh, for the listeners, I have, um, I continued to help uh, with No. I was the JV uh, coach last year and helped a little bit the year before. Um, one of the things is the JV team that I coached last year, the, the, the probably uh, the two, two of the most impressive things I noticed about the school, about the, the girls is number one, it was clearly easily the most diverse team I have ever been part of, of any sport, any level. It was crazy amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the second is, as you said, the parents, I don't think there was, uh, I mean, if, a scale of one to 10, 10 being pathetically horrible parent, they were, or let's say one, go the other direction, 10 being amazing parent, they were all nines and tens. It was just really yeah. amazing how they were. Uh, very supportive and yeah, yeah. It was really nice. I, I'm very, yeah. very lucky and blessed to be there. Yeah. Um, so you the first year, then you become the head coach and then um, uh, working with the, uh, the last few years and stuff and get you into to uh, this year, and uh, you're currently, what did you say, three and one? We're three and one this season so far, um, mm-hmm. but we, ha- we have an amazing team. It's, it's really coming together this year for us on varsity. Yeah, good, good, because I know that there was some, a little bit of concerns, but then uh, your, your depth is better this year than I think last year, maybe? Yes, um, we yeah. we have a really solid pitcher um, that that's coming in. She's actually going to Manual next year. She's already um, committed to going there. Um, she she has been amazing. Our very first game, she threw a no hitter. So I mean, you can't, you can't ask for wow. much better. Who She's is that? Throwing, yeah, um, Mac Williams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's okay. doing great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about her pitching. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, good. Yeah, good. she started so, taking lessons, and I mean, she's so athletic that she just picked it up. Yes. Her sister um, plays Division Two softball now and is a starting pitcher, and she is amazing. Um, and so Mac really looks up to her, and I think is trying to find her own way as a pitcher yeah. and her own, you know, 
um, path and everything. But I mean, she's really, she's really digging the road, man. She's doing great. Is uh, what's her sister? What positions her sister play? Her sister's a pitcher as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good, good. Because she is very athletic. She's a good girl. And um, um, now she, how she is she hitting? How she's hitting? Yeah, she's been hitting. I mean, she's our three hitter this year. Um, mm. She's hit quite a few doubles. I don't think she's gotten to any triples yet this year, but quite a few doubles and quite a few singles. Um, yeah. Yeah, doing really, really well this year. Great, great. Now, uh, your your league, good, so some of the some listeners, I've actually have uh, listeners from all over. I've had from uh, Canada. I had a caller from Canada at one of my first shows. So they're from all over the place. Uh, so the league is the JCPS Middle School League. Uh, it's a varsity level, which there's uh, rules for that. Of course, for it's eighth grade, uh, predominantly you do have. Uh, do you have any sixth graders on to playing? You we do, do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we do. <clears throat> and so you can have some sixth graders play, of course, if they're good enough, and um, and then uh, mostly seventh and eighth graders. And you play in a league in the Jefferson County area. Uh, what there's about seven or about ten teams in the league. Um, in varsity, I think there's 14 this year. Oh, wow. So it's grown just Good. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, play a, a regular season and, um, uh, at the, then you have a postseason at the end, some sort of uh postseason based on, um, the number of teams and that type of thing, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yep. N- yeah. So, uh, what's your next game? Who are you playing up next? We actually, we play Johnson the Monday we come back from spring break. So mm-hmm. we're really excited for that game. It's going to be a really tough game, but I think I, I feel really confident with the girls that we have this year that we can do really well. Yeah, good, good. Now, who's, uh, uh, so what's your, uh, I'm going to talk a little coaching uh, style, uh, coaching philosophies and things like that, if you don't mind. So my first okay. thing is, because uh, you're a former pitcher, so you obviously have uh, former pitchers that that uh, have uh, you know your own style, your own feeling about stuff, and I know there's some things about pitching out there these days uh, about a bunch of stuff. So, um, what is your approach? My first thing is like, how many pitchers do you feel like you have to have for your schedule for your team? Do you pitch one pitcher the whole time? What's your approach on using your pitchers? My big thing, um, as far as the varsity level, I think is very different than the JV level at middle uh-huh. school. At the end of the day, it's middle school softball. It is not, you know, the end-all, be-all. It is not, you know, the World right. Series. Um, it, it's girls learning the game, and it's them uh-huh. getting in and having fun and, you know, learning this amazing game of softball. Um, so we have a lot of experienced pitchers. We have a lot of brand-new pitchers. Um my personal priority is making sure that you can get a girl that can get the ball across the plate. That, you know, uh-huh. that's step number one, especially in middle school. Um, you've seen that specifically at the JV level. Right, um, right. If they can't get it across the plate, you can't get anywhere. Um, uh-huh. More so at the varsity level, you have to have the speed. Whereas, I mean, like I was talking about Mac earlier, Mac is doing a great job this year keeping control and having her speed. And that's really thrown off a lot of teams. Um because with middle school ball, it's very much the have and have not. Uh-huh. Um, you either have a bunch of girls that play travel ball or you have a bunch of girls that have never played at all. No is very lucky to have both. Right, um, right. So we, we have the whole spectrum. And so my personal 
my personal favorite, um, I guess, would be to have about three pitchers. Um, uh-huh. Then you're getting them all some time on the mound. I have one ace pitcher, which would obviously be Mac. I've talked about her already, I know. Um, uh-huh. And then I have two other, actually, sisters that can both throw um, and have very different styles, which I think is really uh-huh. good, especially with teams that are very strong, to be able to throw them off. Um, you know, you have somebody that's high speed, high velocity, um, uh-huh. high control, high movement, you know, which is obviously your ace pitcher. Uh-huh. And then you also have somebody like I have um, basically my B pitcher, Lorelai, comes in and she can throw the ball and it, she's got five different pitches as a little, you know, 13 year old. And, yeah. you know, her speed's, her speed's not great, but her movement is insane. And that uh-huh. throws off some of my girls that are, you know, used to being able to time the pitcher and get all over it. Um, Lorelai's right. got so much movement that she's all over the place and uh-huh. they can't catch up to her, even though they can catch up to her speed. So right. that, that's really nice to be able to throw in and throw the other teams off. Um, that, that's been really helpful. And then her sister yeah. Save is a little sixth grader. And so she's kind of my um, as needed pitcher this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't gotten any time on varsity throwing at all, but I mean, she's such an amazing little athlete. She just absolutely kills it out there. Um, she mm-hmm. she is a pitcher. She can throw it across the plate. She is nothing crazy fancy, but she is everything you need. Um, you know, and on varsity, that that's what you need. Is you need somebody that can get it across the plate and let your defense make the play. Right, right, yeah. So uh, yes, uh, save save is pretty crazy athletic. She's she's uh, got a lot of potential to be really good. Uh, spe- speaking of athletic, um, you have a pretty good shortstop, uh, Michaela. How's she doing? Yes, Michaela's doing <clears throat> wonderful. She's an eighth grader this year. Um, she is killing it at shortstop, stealing bases all over the place. Like she's mm-hmm. so athletic and so yeah. fast. Um, yeah, she's just such an asset, and her leadership has just really blossomed this year. She and Mac have really taken over as far as running the team and the dynamics and just kind of really keeping that positivity going, which is so huge in middle school when you have so mm-hmm. many emotions and they're all over the place. Right. Um, Mac and Michaela are my two go-tos. Hey, hey, get them together, and they do. Yeah. They do a wonderful yeah. job. Yeah, they work well together. They're they're different people, but they they're work so well different. together. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Now, um, uh, speaking of coaching style, you know, there's the the hard nose, the um, uh, kind of business like, the you know, the uh, personality type thing. Do you uh, how would you define your coaching style? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. My husband and I balance each other very well. Um, my husband, Travis Miller is, um, um, very harsh. <laughs> he he <laughs> is known to be, but the funny thing is, you know, he's a big guy and he, he's a big old teddy bear and the girls figure that out right away. Um, yeah. He'll smoke them till, you know, they can't breathe and they're puking and whatever. <laughs> and, he just keeps on going and they yeah. know that he is only going to push them as hard as he knows that they can go and that it's all hundred percent love and he's just trying to make them better. Um, and, and I think he does a great job of balancing that. Obviously it's taken some time since he was very used to coaching um, high school boys and then switching mm-hmm. to middle school girls. <laughs> that mm-hmm. was a huge adjustment yeah. for him specifically, mm-hmm. but you know, he does great and it, it's, um, it's amazing to watch him with them because he's so good yeah. 
at coaching them and really giving them what they need and pushing them to their best. Um, yeah, he, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And no, and, and I think I really balance that because I am very logical and I'm very, mm-hmm. um, it, I, I know the game obviously a lot better than he does. He didn't grow up playing mm-hmm. ball. Um, right. But, you know, and he and I balance each other. He's got that athleticism and that background of training and whatnot, whereas I'm more the background in the lineups and the, you know, mm-hmm. the logistics of the game. Mm-hmm. And so I think we really balance each other when it comes to that, which is so helpful as a coach to have somebody that is your partner. You know, obviously he's my partner in life as well, so that helps. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just my partner on the field. You know, he and I, it, we communicate so well now. <laughs> At the very yeah. beginning it was not the yeah. case. But, yeah. um, you know, we, we learn each other and we learn each other's body language from third base to first base and whatnot, and that really helps. Um, we've definitely become a lot more cutthroat. Travis is um, <laughs> a lot less emotional with the girls than I am, um, mm-hmm. but I'm their teacher as well. And yeah. so I get to know them on more of a personal level, whereas he knows them on a softball level. Um, and so when a girl's having a rough day, my first thing is I want to talk to them and I want to figure out, hey, you know, did something go on at home? Did something go on at school? You know, because you're not performing to where you normally perform. Whereas he's like, oh, they're doing bad poem. You know, and right. and I, I'm a lot more hesitant to do that because I think more on the emotional side because they're at the end of the day, they're middle school girls. Mm-hmm. You know, they are emotional little creatures. They are, you know, <laughs> crying because a boy looked at them wrong. And, you know, now yeah. they can't make a play at second base. You know, that, that does mm-hmm. affect them. Yeah. And so I think yeah. we really learn to balance each other. I've become um, – more cutthroat, I think, as far as my coaching style. Um, you know, when some of my best players are having their off days, I do pull them regardless mm-hmm. and yeah. replace them because mm-hmm. I am a way to describe my coaching style is effort. And yeah. if you give me 100% of your effort, you will play. End of story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you start to slack off on me or start running your mouth or start, you know, doing anything like that, you're done. Right. And right. I will find somebody that will give me 100%. Uh-huh. I, the, I, I uh, think that's the, yeah, the best way to wrap it up. And, you know, yeah. and that's where Travis and I are very much on the same page yeah. as far yeah. as, you know, at middle school at this level, I'm training you how to be a good person. I'm not training uh-huh. you how to be the world's best softball player and MVP. Like, that, that's not my job. My job is to right. make you a good player, a very coachable player. Um and somebody that's going to bust their butt. Mm-hmm. And my girls know that. And they, they do such a great job with that. Yeah, they do. So uh, you've been there five years, you said. So now, what, speaking of that, you're, you've got some players that, um, I guess, have actually graduated from high school. Might even be, right, that you first Not started coaching? Quite. I actually, okay. I started uh-huh. in sixth grade. And so... Okay. I, my, my girls are juniors now, my oldest ones um, Uh that I had in the classroom as well as on the field. I have some that are seniors, but I wasn't very close to them because I didn't have, I only had them for a year um, and didn't really get to watch them all the way through middle school. So I I think there's a couple out there that I have that are seniors, um, but I don't really keep in contact with most of them. Right, right. So I would think that what you're saying is, uh, for example, 
a girl uh, plays for you at no. She plays a couple of years. She's a great girl. She plays hard. She just isn't a great player. She goes on to high school. She she does well in high school. Let's say we fast forward the next five, ten years, whatever. She graduates from high school. She goes to college, does really well, but she never plays softball. That's still a win-win, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because some of my favorite players throughout, you know, my seasons have played sixth and seventh grade, and then in eighth grade they don't play anymore. They, you know, are either playing up at the high school level or they go and um, they try another sport. And that's why I love middle school. You know, as heartbreaking as it is to lose Mm -hmm. a girl that you really felt like you had a really good bond with that did a lot Mm -hmm. of really great things for you on the field, they want to be more well-rounded and they want to try other things. And I, I can't help but love and support that. Right, right, yeah. And it's too bad that, uh, and we can talk about this if you want, because uh, I think we probably all agree, those of us that are coaches and deal with these uh, young athletes, but it's, it is the way that it is. We, there's nothing we can do about it, but it is too bad today that a girl has to make a decision somewhere at, at the middle school age, if not sometimes earlier, to say, all right, I'm going to be either softball or uh, lacrosse. I'm going to be volleyball yeah. or basketball and and uh i've got to make these decisions but back in the day you didn't have to make that decision until let's say even college yeah right yeah that's too bad and even then i have a cousin this year who's playing you know football and baseball at a division Mm -hmm. three school and loving every bit of it yeah yeah it can happen it's just really really hard it's just so rare it's so rare yeah 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 and it's so unfortunate uh, because it just makes you such a well-rounded athlete to be able to play multiple sports. And it's so, I mean, it's almost frowned upon by society to ask, you know, ask a girl to play more than one sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, oh, well, you need to focus on this. If you really want to do something with this, you have to focus on it. And that's not true. No, no. In fact, I think the athletes that play, let's say, basketball and softball, you learn things in the other sport that you wouldn't learn necessarily uh, in softball or vice versa. Well, and I think there's so much benefit from having different styles of coaches as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just, you really learn what you click with. You really learn how it's going to push you to be better. I just, I think there's so many benefits in playing other sports and playing, you know, I feel like when you have the same coach forever and ever, and you're playing with the same girls forever and ever, you, you don't mm-hmm. learn to accommodate and you don't learn to adjust and that, so important, especially in yeah. school. Goodness gracious. You have right. to accommodate. You have to adjust. And that's what life is. What you have to do as a full-grown exactly. adult is learn to accommodate and adjust. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't have one coach the rest of your life. Oh, no. Not at all. Yeah. So um, I want to get back to Travis in a minute and your relationship, uh, you know, on and off the field with that and how that works. But uh, on the topic to um, – Travel ball today, talking about being selective and stuff, there are some, and I, I think you have one that chose to play travel ball over middle school. And I know there's not much you can, there's nothing that we can do about that. Even griping doesn't do any good or whatever. But your thoughts, um, what, what have you seen maybe over the years, how that is handled? What do you, if it was a perfect world, what would you say should be done with that? Um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's got to be a personal decision. And at the end of the day, it's also got to be a family decision, especially at the middle school level. You know, these girls can't drive yet. 
They, they, right. God bless America. They definitely should not be driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, but you know, I have some girls that are so unbelievably talented that they need more of a challenge than you can find in middle school softball, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I get that. And I respect that. It's unfortunate because I think there's still to be learned. There's still room to be learned, um, Mm -hmm. within playing at a level of middle school softball, just because it's surrounded by their peers. And even though their talent can far exceed their peers, I still think that there's much to be learned, but at the end of the day, you know, I have to respect the family and the girls' decisions to play elsewhere. And I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's heartbreaking, yeah. especially when you, yeah. you know, fall in love with a girl and, you know, mm-hmm. she, she's such a good girl and she'll work her butt off for you and she's so talented. But at the same time, you see the path that she's on to do great things when it comes to softball and you can't help but be excited and be happy for her. Right, right. It is, um, as someone growing up playing for my schools, though, there's that school spirit that I think I, it would be, I I just would have a hard time giving that up, even if I yeah. had that opportunity. But um, so, yeah, well, it's tough. You know, everybody knows, you know, if you're an eighth grader and you decided to go play somewhere else, you know, everybody knows you're a softball player. And so when they hear things about the softball team and they ask you about those things, it's really hard, you know, it's heart wrenching to Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, well, I don't play for that team. Well, why? Right. Yeah. And it's hard to defend (laughs) amongst their peers because their peers are ruthless. Their peers Mm -hmm. are mean. Yeah. You know, very much. Even though it may be the, the best decision for that player and that that's great, but you know, it's hard when it comes to the social aspect of it. And, you know, that's middle school in a nutshell is it's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. The social aspect at middle school is pretty, pretty difficult, obviously. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, as a teacher and as a coach, so I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure that um, obviously I didn't, um, but the, does a head coach at the eighth grade uh, or the middle school level at the, the softball coordinator, the, the top coach, whatever, do you have to teach in the JCPS system as a softball coach? Absolutely not. And most yeah. actually do not. It's very rare yeah. to find um, a teacher that coaches anymore. Whereas I felt like growing up, um, all my coaches in the school, like school sports and stuff were all teachers. Right. You know, specifically, I felt like people would become PE teachers so that they could coach, you know, (laughs) especially in high schools Uh that, you know, the head football coach is always a PE teacher. Um, Uh But it's almost it's really rare now, especially like in our league. I don't see it very often at all. Um, I think there's maybe two or three schools that the person that's in charge of the team is actually a teacher. Now, they have to have a school sponsor in order to be a school sanctioned team. Uh-huh. Um, so some teacher is coordinating with them or some administrator or somebody within the school building is coordinating with the team and they're like the sponsor uh, of the team. Um, uh-huh. But they do a lot more of like the paperwork aspect of it, whereas I do all of that, the coaching and the paperwork right. stuff. Yeah. But don't you think, because that was uh, when I went to college, that was my, I was an undergraduate. Uh, my desire at, at that level was, at that time, was to became, become a high school coach. Uh, so I went through physical education and health was my bachelor's degree and uh, took coaching classes and stuff like that. So that was my ultimate uh, goal at, at the, or that was my goal at the time. But, and as you said, at that time, everybody 
Well, that yeah. was because uh, that was in the 1850s when I was in college. But uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> <yeah>. a little <laughs> dramatic, Holly. <laughs> At, at that time, uh, it said everybody that coached were teachers. I think even all my assistant coaches were teachers. I think it was probably yeah. required. Don't you believe also that your ability to be in a classroom or at least walking the hallways and the opportunity for your girls to find you in the middle of the day and to talk to you and to interact with you and you to interact with them is really immeasurable as a positive? Absolutely. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it. I've been asked to coach um, higher levels, different, different, you know, area schools and whatnot. Um, uh-huh. and, and I wouldn't change it. I would not go school that I wasn't at. I think it's invaluable to be able to be in the school and see how the girls are and how their teachers know, hey, you know, if you're having any kind of issue with one of my kids, let me know and I promise you it will be handled. And, right. you know, my girls know if I walk by, it's very likely that I'm going to give them five push-ups then and there in the middle of the school day in their little <laughs> skirt and whatever. I don't care. They uh-huh. know that if I yeah. walk by that, you know, they may, they, they're, you know, subject to Coach Miller as opposed to right. Coach Miller. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with a little bit of fear. Not a lot. I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, give these girls nightmares. But, right. you know, it, it's okay that they fear me a little bit, especially, mm-hmm. you know, the newer ones that aren't used to it. And especially with the older ones, it's, you know, the applying to high school and that kind of stuff to be able to come to me as both their coach. And a lot of them, I had them in class. I was their teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My little catcher, Riley, this year, I'm her teacher this year. And so it's so mm-hmm. interesting seeing her on the field and in the classroom. And it's a different kind of respect. And yeah. she does a great job of, you know, balancing being a goofball. And I absolutely <laughs> love her for that because she's such a goofball, but she's like that a hundred percent of the time. She's like that in the classroom. Yeah. She's like that mm-hmm. on the field, um, mm-hmm. you know, and God love her. We've had to tighten the reins a little bit, you know, just to, Hey, don't forget. I, mm-hmm. I, I need you to get it together. And she does. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different respect for me in the classroom versus on the field. And I, I love that. I love being able to see her in that aspect. But I've, I've also seen the bad side of it, too. I've seen, you know, when girls are getting in trouble in school and whatnot, that uh-huh. I have to deal with it. And, you know, oh, well, I'm going to call your coach. And then they do. And I go down there and I show up. And here right. I am. You want to get smart? You want to talk crazy? You want to do all these things? Go ahead. Do that to me. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do it now. Do it in front of right. me. I dare you. <laughs> and needless to say, they uh, turn up real quick. And we, we exactly. don't have any problems anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I think that keeps her. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We we just we have a strict discipline policy at Mm -hmm. at no. Um, You know, our we're lucky. Our admin our administration is really supportive of um, using sports to make kids better, um, just better people, better behave, better Mm -hmm. you know all around. And one of the things I had an issue. One of my first years, I had a girl who got in a knockdown, drag out fight one of my softball Uh players, and it was horrendous. And, you know, the whole school knew she was a softball player. And so I asked if I could kick her off the team. And my administration told me no. And I was, like, blown away that she could get in a fight, a physical fight at school, and Uh still be allowed to be on the team. Granted, Uh we we made her – not so happy to be on the team. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, there, there's always ways around it as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but, you know, now we have a very strict discipline policy that all of my girls and all of my parents sign at the very beginning of the year. My principal is very aware of it. My administrator, my athletic director, all very aware. We have a very strict three-strike policy, and, you know, it can go immediately to the third strike if needed. You know, mm-hmm. and so luckily I have the opportunity to be able to kick girls off the team if needed. Not that that's the goal by any means, but, you know, if it's somebody that's not going to comply with our expectations and set those standards for our team, then, you know, we don't want them to be a representation of us. Right. So, right. And, and that's now, all the benefit of being able to be in the school. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Now, did you say the three-strike policy, is that something that you created or it's a school creation? Um, yeah, my husband and I sat down after we had the issue, um, the one year with the girl getting on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, my athletic director said that the reason why we weren't allowed to kick her off the team, which I 100% understand, was just mm-hmm. because it wasn't anything in writing. And so mm-hmm. we said, okay, that's fine. We will come up with a contract, get you to approve it, whatnot, um, that basically gives us that power. Yeah, And so we sat down that first year after that issue and came up the very next year and we're ready with our contract. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. We're talking about old, old school ways and stuff. I don't think um, contracts were written until the attitude came that we had to warn people, you know, it's, there's some, uh, it's just really kind of interesting. It's like, and I remember having a, a handbook as a college coach. I had a handbook of rules that I expected my players to follow, and I added to them every year when somebody would do something stupid, and yep. uh, feeling like I had to had to add to it. And it was like, you can't ride your bicycle on Tuesday at between eleven o'clock, yeah. and you know, stupid, stupid things because I felt like oh, if I don't put it in here in today's society, yeah. then they're say, well, you didn't tell me I couldn't do that. So exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's been, cause I've heard, I, I know the three strike rule and I've, I've read it and, and of course working uh, for you and your program um, understand it and stuff. So that's, that's huge. And when you talk to the parents and the players are there, you make it very, very clear that that is a hard and fast concrete standard and you will not hesitate to implement it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, the discipline side <laughs> is a lot of Travis. Um, he, mm-hmm. He's very harsh. He's very, um, you will represent the team in a positive way. And the girls mm-hmm. know that. And right. they, you know, even though he seems like such, um, so hard and whatnot, you know, they know that they want, they want to please him and they want to mm-hmm. make him proud. And it's funny mm-hmm. to see them go from hating him so much. I had a sixth grader my very first year. <laughs> Who, she is a sophomore at Manuel now. Her name's Madison. She hated Travis's gut. Every <laughs> bit about him, she hated. And she was an amazing player, still is an amazing player. Is killing mm-hmm. it over at Manuel, hit two home runs down in Florida this week for him. Oh, I mean, she's great. absolutely amazing. She's doing amazing. Yeah. Um, and she just hated him, you know, but she learned that he was pushing her so hard because she, he knew how good she could be. And so he busted her butt, you know, when she would run her mouth, she would run and he, and she, you know, make little comments under her breast and she would run. And he (laughs) just is very old school when it comes to that. And he, she eventually, I think once he was no longer her coach, learned to appreciate him. But, you know, Mm -hmm. while he was her coach, oh, she was miserable. She just hated his guts and it was hilarious. (laughs) 
and probably took a minute because uh, he's an acquired taste for girls most likely that didn't have any of that kind of experience before. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely an old school coach. And I I love that about him because he brings such old um, work ethic. He brings old, um, viewpoints on just the game and the effort and the respect he he's huge on respect I mean that's probably his number one thing that he preaches to the girls is you know you've got to have respect even if you don't like me that's 100% fine you do not have to like a bit about me but at the end of the day you (laughs) will respect me so speaking yeah speaking of Travis you all uh recently were wed you recently had your wedding yes yeah we got married last June June 16th wow Gosh, it seems like it was uh, just doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Golly, June sixteenth. I, I better write that down. Up to a year. I know. Crazy. Um, and uh, didn't you get married like uh, someplace nice, some other than not Louisville? Isn't nice, but where'd you get married? It, well, we got married oh. at Melwood Melwood Arts Center. Um, we actually got okay. married at St. Bernadette Catholic Church out in Prospect, and then mm-hmm. our reception was at Melwood, and then we went to Jamaica for a week for our oh, hundred sandals resort. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh, it was wonderful. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I've seen pictures. I, for some reason, I thought that's where you got married, but I couldn't remember. People get married. Oh, gosh, no, they travel so everywhere nowadays to get married. I know. They're all over yeah. the place. Yeah. I have a friend yeah. who's getting married in Antigua this summer. And, I mean, just hearing about her plans and stuff, I just, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. I know. Well, it's like my friends said, we're going to get married. Yeah, I'll be at your wedding and stuff. And, and like, oh, it's going to be in uh, Mexico. I'm going, well, you know, I'm not going to come to Mexico for your wedding necessarily. Oh, come so come on. It's a week-long <laughs> vacation. I said that when my best friend Haley got married. She'd been with her guy. And actually, funny story, I actually liked the boy in seventh grade and introduced them because she was my best friend. And now they're oh. married with a kid. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. But no, yeah. Video, I'm not bitter or anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, but they've been together literally since seventh grade, and they got married in Putacana, and oh, wow. we went down there for a week. I mean, it was a week long vacation that celebrated, yeah. you know, two of my very best friends getting married, mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing ever. Well, yes, yeah, it, it's just um, you know the the time and the the finance sometimes like um, uh, can be a little overwhelming, but yeah, sounds pretty cool. Um, so. The uh, couple other things I want to get to everything. You made a comment that you're, uh, you've had some offers, uh, that kind of stuff, some consideration. Thing. Do you have? Uh, and again, uh, most it's a chance that some of your current players, future players, may be hearing this. So you always, as a coach, got to be careful how you how you phrase this. But uh, now I'm kind of worried. Yeah. Do you do you have any aspirations to coach at the high school level or college level to continue you growing? Know, Are you pretty? Yeah. I'm so happy coaching at No. I feel like I get the best of everything I want. I get to Mm -hmm. teach brand-new skills to girls that have never even picked up a softball before, and I also get to teach, you know, how to do um, place hitting and place bunting and, you know, those Mm -hmm. kinds of things that are so fundamental, so Mm -hmm. specific when it comes to middle school ball. You know, I I wouldn't – hesitate to go somewhere else and coach but at the same time I'm so happy to be able to be in the school with my girls and coach at the same level um and I I don't ever see myself teaching high school gross 
Um, yeah. So I don't, I you know, I don't know. It's not to say that it couldn't ever happen, but right mm-hmm. now I am so unbelievably happy with where I'm at as far as coaching. Um, I wouldn't change it for right yeah. now, of course. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, you do a really, really good job, and as you said, like I think one of the things you made a comment earlier, and and I don't know if it's a phrase that is um, – used uh today but i've heard it before it's like daddy ball or mommy ball or whatever it's when a parent is actually coaching and it's rare uh at the middle school level for and similar to like recreational level and stuff it's um rare for the team to be coached by someone that's not a parent of one of the players and that um uh to me if i could uh, i know it's impossible but if i could uh change the rules I would almost prefer to see that, but uh, you know, there's some advantages, there's no doubt, but the advantage of having a coach that is, especially someone like you and Travis, you two have been in the program five years. You don't have uh, children uh, at this point <laughs> uh, playing for you and uh, are in your program there. there ha- Do you see that as an advantage? Do you even think about that? How's Absolutely. your perspective on that? Yeah. You know, I, I don't have the buy-in of, um, I mean, I, I grew up with my dad coaching me, and it was uh-huh. it, it was the best because uh-huh. my dad it was so good to be, about being able, like kind of like Travis, about being able to remove himself emotionally, um, <laughs> whereas I'm not so good at that. Um, uh-huh. I feel like I would be the kind of parent that would sit my kid more than I would right, need to right. because uh-huh. I wouldn't. I, I would hesitate against the latter of playing them too often and favoritism right. in the right way. I feel like I would, I would hurt my kid, not hurt physically, but like I would hurt right. my kid in the fact mm-hmm. that they would play less than they probably should because I would want to make sure that they didn't play more than they should. And so I would err mm-hmm. on the side of caution. Whereas right. I feel like being able to not have a kid on the team is so huge because I really do – I'm able to look at the players individually, and I don't have that emotional buy-in as much. Obviously, I do because I have them in class and I see them in the halls and whatnot. Um, you know, they are my kids for three years. They're all my kids right. for three years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and still, like, I have a couple now that, you know, I'm hearing that my kids are, you know, having babies and getting ready to get married, <laughs> and it's all – you know, mm-hmm. and it's – it's crazy because I feel like those are my kids, you know, as young yeah. as they are and whatnot. Um, but yeah, not having a kid, it's, it's a huge, 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 huge time commitment. Whereas I totally mm-hmm. understand if it's your kid, it makes more sense because regardless, mm-hmm. it's the time commitment. But, mm-hmm. you know, for Travis and I, we're two young people that don't have any kids. You know, we have a dog and <laughs> that's about it. Um, you know, and we mm-hmm. just, we love it. These are our kids, and we talk about them like they're our kids, and we get mad at them like they're our kids, and you know, it, we just love them. They're they're mm-hmm. they are our children. Right, right. He, Travis yeah. says he never wants any daughters because he gets thirteen new ones every year. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Yeah, even as a college coach, one of the things is that my players became like my children. The, but uh, they were, um, and when they have, of course, there's college, they were adults. And I started coaching in a college level in a, a long time ago. <laughs> and um, yeah. the, uh, they, they have children. Uh, when they have uh, their own children, and it said that they're like my grandchildren. I even referred to them. I've, I've said kind of as a grandchild and stuff. So, yeah, you get 
the, the sport because you are so, uh, it's like a family. You're very, very involved. Yeah. Uh, you care. They care. There's the, the development stuff. You get uh, vested into their life, and it's uh, much yeah, like a absolutely. child. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of all the amazing positive things and stuff, what is what would be the the one thing or or two, but what would be the one thing the most difficult, the most painful, the part of coaching that you just don't like? Um I don't know. I would say at the middle school level specifically, it's it's hard. Their emotions are so hard mm-hmm. to read already. Um, yeah. And that my Travis always calls it the case of the seventh grade because they come in as sixth graders and they're so lively and excited and it's new and it's fun and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And then they get to seventh grade and they become little brats sometimes <laughs> and they get like real yeah. snarky and snotty and he you know ends up having to run them all the time because. They just make little comments and they like think they're untouchable and we make it very clear very quickly that that's not the case. Um, Uh But then they come to eighth grade and they mature so much and you just see that growth. But yeah, just, I think that emotional side, which is also what I love the most, you know, so it's so hard, I guess, as middle school people, you just have to get it. You know, you have, you have to get it because, you know, as soon as I tell people that I'm a middle school math teacher, they're like, Oh God, that's the worst. And you know, (laughs) and I, I hear it all the time, and that, but that's okay mm-hmm. with me because that's what makes mm-hmm. me love it the most is that yeah. I feel like nobody likes these kids at these age. They don't like, don't like mm-hmm. them. Their parents don't like them. You know, nobody likes middle school age. Um, yeah. And so I think that's why I love it so much is because they, they have so much buy-in, and they want to please, and they want everybody to be happy. They just don't know how. And so right. they work so hard to please, and mm-hmm. it's, it, so difficult for them and so I love seeing that I mean I guess I kind of turned the question totally around um but no. yeah I mean just the emotions are hard um it, yeah. they're very hard but mm-hmm. I, I love that part too so I, right. I don't know right yeah yeah well that makes sense I mean obviously it makes your job difficult and it makes their life very very the emotional aspect you said they're they're trying to please or trying to do the right thing. They don't know how, and that's, and it's, that's what you're there for. And that's what teachers yeah. and coaches are uh, there for to help them with that. But and on one right. side, you would probably love not to deal with that. But on the other side, that's part of why you're there. That's part, so. of, that's part of the middle school game. Right. Yeah. 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 Super cool. Um, so um, one of the things that I, uh, that I will kind of put into here that you probably don't like is cutting players and uh, I've noticed how you go about that and uh, the process that you go through all that kind of stuff so I know you had to cut a couple players this year what's your philosophy on roster keeping roster uh, for varsity level I know JV is different because it's not you know it's developmental a little bit less I mean to me I think professional sports is still developmental. You're still trying to get better, but, uh, right. um, but it is, uh, so your thought on, so you have a process of tryouts in the beginning of the year and, uh, you had to cut a couple girls, um, this year. What's your thoughts on cutting and how you go about that? You know, it's so hard because we, we are definitely an effort-based program. And so mm-hmm. I, I, Travis and I are both 
firm believers and if you bust your butt for us we will find a spot for you on this team Um, yeah but you know it's unfortunate when you know especially like this year we had a girl that came out and she came out and she busted her little tail for us and she had never played ball before and Uh so in order to make the team as an eighth grader you have to be on varsity and it just as a girl learning the program she just would not have been able to keep up as far as being on the team. And it's, it's so hard to see that because, especially because they are so emotional and, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I hate, I hate, hate, hate doing that. And then I see them in the halls. And so, and I get so attached mm. to them that, yeah. you know, I feel so guilty, you know, even though I know that it's the best thing for the program and whatnot and the best thing for the team overall. And, you know, I also don't want to put a girl on the team if she's not going to play, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the varsity level, you know, it's not as developmental as JV and we are there to win and, you know, I'm there to teach the game bottom line. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're not performing to the level that you need to be, then you are not going to be on the field regardless mm-hmm. of effort. You know, you can bust your butt, but if you're not performing, then you are going sit to sit the bench. And, you right. know, we've had to pull some of our best players from mm. playing because they weren't performing. And, you know, and so that gives opportunities for the girls that have been killing it and have been busting their butt that, you know, maybe their skill level is not to where it should be. But, you know what, hey, if you're going to bust for me, then that's fine. I'll give you an right. opportunity to show, to show what yeah. you got. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just, you know, it's it just cutting is so hard, especially yeah. at the middle school yeah. level. Um, you know, but then yeah. you hear these amazing stories, the Michael Jordan story, you know, everybody's heard the Michael right. Jordan stories and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, even I got cut at, you know, mm-hmm. at, at an early level and whatnot. And mm-hmm. um, so I know the pain on the other side of it too. And so I yeah. try to take that into account when we do make our cuts, I always make them face to face. I always pull them away from the crowd. I don't let mm-hmm. them um, read a, on a paper. I don't let them, um, find out at school or anything, you know, they're too emotional for that. Good Lord. Right. I was too emotional yeah. for that. So I know I would yeah. not want to scar them like that. I try to make it as personal as I can. I try to offer them opportunities that if they want to come see me and talk on a personal level after, you know, mm. JCPS has this really cool 24 hour policy that doesn't allow you to um, talk with parents or players about, results of the games or tryouts or whatever for at least 24 hours, which I think is the most ingenious thing because it just gives everybody a chance to cool down and it gives Mm -hmm. you a chance to remove emotions and just talk back. Um, Yeah. And so I would think it's so important to, for growth for those players that did get cut, you know, Hey, come talk to me and we'll figure out what Mm -hmm. you can do to do better next year. And it's so hard as an eighth grader because there is no next year. They'll be in high school by next year. Um, Right. So, I, yeah, that's definitely, yeah, going back to that question you asked me earlier about what's the hardest, <laughs> cutting. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Sorry, I took yeah. back my answer from earlier, and I Well, oh, that's it. okay. That's all right. Um, it's, you know, it's a radio show. It's a, a moment to um, to think about it. So on the um, on the effort thing, one there's a, a quote I heard a long time ago, something like, um, uh, effort doesn't guarantee success, but lack of effort guarantees failure. So you can almost Ooh, I like plug that. In, yeah, you can almost plug into it for your program. Effort doesn't guarantee making the team, but lack of effort does guarantee not making the team. Not I making think. the team. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All those math yeah. logical statements coming back. <laughs> yeah, the math. Uh, uh, the yeah, converts the, and the you know all that good stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. That that's probably you're a math teacher because of your logical thinking and your logical thinking as a coach that all kind of comes around and stuff. See, that's the thing is. Yeah, I, our, quote, I, our quote on the T-shirt this year is a um, Kevin Durant quote, and it's hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Ah, that's very similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and very so cool. that, yeah, yeah, Travis and I talked a lot about that, and we just, we mm-hmm. loved that quote. We saw it on a commercial at some point and just absolutely yeah. fell in love with it. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Well, that's one of the things is that you you and I both, I mean, any t- if you've been around any sport, uh, for sure sports, and I, I think sports can teach us how to live, but I think if you've been around any sport, you realize that there's a whole lot of talented athletes out there that uh, stop succeeding because they just got lazy. And there's yep. a whole lot 100%. of less talented, yeah, that succeed because they just work and they persist and they continue. It's pretty cool. Yep. And I'll take that yeah. 98% of the time. Oh, yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's see here, Let my list here. What... Um, about finishing up here, I think we're pretty much uh, pretty much done. So you got uh, Johnson is your next game. You said what do you say you are three, four and one, three and one, three and one, yeah, three, three and one. We're ranked fourth in the city right now. And who is the team to beat this year? The really best JCPMS. team, probably. Uh, like always, yeah. 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 Always. The um. Yeah, they're yeah. Now that's isn't that the program that they often do. Uh, it's like a travel team that also plays middle school. They kind of mm-hmm. do both. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. they like they step on the field, and it's just wow. You know, we played right. them. And we probably played one of our best games. We probably only made about four errors, really uh-huh. and truly, about four errors, and still got yeah. beat twenty-two to six. Oh yeah, they're just really really good. I mean, they yeah. just hit the ball like nobody's business. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. you can't defense placement hitting you know you can't right. no, it, you hit it where you're not you you can't defense yeah. that and no. it's just when they have 10 what I would consider four hitters mm-hmm. and you have 10 of them yeah you it's it's just yeah yeah the odds are against <laughs> you know and we, we played our little yeah. hearts out and they I mean and they really like we turned a suicide squeeze on them and I thought their quote their coach his head was going to pop off it was hilarious but that was a victory <laughs> for me yeah, yeah, to get somebody's coach or get to his, uh, yeah, get it blood pressure going. Yeah. yeah. I had another coach one year. We turned a suicide squeeze on him, and the coach broke her uh, clipboard. That was another oh, success. I'm like, oh okay, gosh. all right, yeah. we got you there. Yeah, living for little successes. Of course, um, you know, and, and right. that's middle school for you. Small victories. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's my life. <laughs> yep. I got up this morning. That's a little success. Yeah. It's a good day. You got to find it. Yeah. Right. Well, I appreciate you being on the show uh, at the, um, uh, you got Johnson and stuff and then uh, things are going pretty good. Um, Everybody healthy. Yeah. um, We had a couple, you know, just little injuries here and there, but you know, that's to be expected. And yeah. So we're just going to keep powering through. Spring break was a good time for him to, uh, yeah. you know, rest up a little bit. A lot of them went and played travel ball tournaments all over the place, which was pretty awesome. And we have some practices this weekend to just kind of get them back in the swing of things before we get going again. Yeah, and then we're fantastic. On. Now, uh, for the listener that is in the area that just likes to attend softball games, would like to see – uh, if they go to the, if you do a search, was it JCPS softball? 
Yeah. I think you can get the schedule. Yeah. Yep. Lead lineup and then it's MSFPSL, Middle School Fast Pit Softball League. Yeah. Yeah. And the schedule, the results are there, the standings and stuff like that. It's a pretty good little site. Uh, They do a really, really good job. And uh, yeah, so if, Liedmar if, is the one who runs it for JCPS, and she does such yeah. an amazing job. Last year, she had to reschedule 108 games yeah, for right now. Because of rain. Different. Yeah. Yeah. So she's amazing. That's, yeah. Yeah. That she has a very thankless job, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I yeah. would not do her job for a million dollars. They'd have to pay you a million to do it, and then you can just tell people to uh, shut up. But, but, and I'm sure they yeah. don't. I do want to get on the topic real quick before we go. One of the how, because I, I went to the middle school meeting and stuff. One of the conversations I've heard from them and, and I've been hearing lately is the difficulty of getting umpires because there's been so much abuse, verbal abuse toward umpires, and they just don't make enough money to put up with that and stuff. Is that yeah, any, absolutely. Yeah, anything going on with all that? How's that going? Um, we've had some pretty good umpires this year, actually. You know, you have. There's always the issues and stuff about, you know, out and safe and whatever. But, you know, I think we're um, experiencing a very newly, very sensitive world. And Uh um, everybody always thinks they're right. And whether you're the umpire or the parent or the coach or the player or whatever, you're not right 100% of the time. It doesn't matter. You are not right 100% of the time. No, nobody is. you know, people feel very um, able to – voice their opinions and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people take it very over the top especially towards the people that they shouldn't and right. you know unfortunately umpires catch a lot of that slack and mm-hmm. I am very 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 lucky and blessed this year to have um, a set of JV coaches and parents mm-hmm. and whatnot that are just very supportive and not jumping all over these poor umpires that are just out there doing their best you know, right. just like the coaches, just like the girls, um, we're all doing our best. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And guess what? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's middle school softball. Get over right. yourself. <laughs> you know, that That's was one of the things. To too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've not noticed because, uh, yeah, the, the umpiring is they're they're making mistakes. And they sometimes they make blatant, oh, horrible mistakes. Yeah. But so do I. So do we. So do everybody. I was going to say, so but everybody. there's coaching mistakes. There's. it's a big game of mistakes and it's not going to be perfect we don't have instant replay this is middle school softball get over it right right yeah but i would have been really pressed back to your parents and uh i don't remember uh one time a parent being belligerent toward an umpire maybe they would say you know hey that was she was safe she was out or whatever they would gripe maybe for a second and uh, but then it would be over. I don't remember too much yeah. of that. So you, you're blessed in that area as well, I think. Yeah, very much. Yeah, and I will absolutely. If the call is wrong, I, I'll let you know. Don't don't uh-huh. don't hesitate there. I'll let you know if it's wrong. But at the end right. of the day, is it something that I'm going to dwell on? No. No. I'm going to let no. you know my opinion, and then I'm going to move on mm-hmm. because I yeah. know you're out there doing your best, just like I'm out here doing my best. Mhm. Yeah, and, and at the end of the, of the day, it's not about either one of us. It's about these girls learning this amazing game, and mm-hmm. it's a it's a beginning learning curve. Right, and that's um, one of the things that I've noticed. That, yeah, is when uh, parents and coaches continually get on the officials, and it's all sports uh, get on officials, and you see it a lot in basketball. It becomes 
when you hear players talk about, like when I do my lessons, sometimes I hear a girl uh, talk about umpires was the reason that she is not very good. And uh, they start blaming umpires because they're not very good. And they get, they hear the parents, they hear the coaches and they start believing that there's excuses for failure and, uh, and being bad and stuff on that particular day. So it's really sad. Yeah, no, I don't play, I don't play around with that. Um, yeah, my girls yeah. start complaining about the umpires and we start running because I, I yeah. just don't listen to it because right. the umpires are, and my dad was a big proponent of this my whole life. The umpires mm. are a part of the game, you know, just yeah. like a rock in the field that made the softball take a bad bounce. The umpires yeah. are part of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's going to come around and, 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 you know, balance out anyway, you're going to get calls for you yeah. as well as against you. So, well, and uh, griping at the umpire is only going to make them make calls in the other players, yeah, you know, yeah. in the other team's direction. Uh-huh. This doesn't help yeah. anybody. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? Um, uh, everything else going good? And um, Yeah, um, everything's wonderful. I just, I, I'm so lucky this year to have an amazing team of coaches and an amazing group of girls and amazing group of parents. And I'm even more lucky to coach with my best friends. So yeah, I just yeah, thank you fantastic. so much for letting me be on the show and taking the time on, you know, a good old Thursday. What is it? Thursday? See, I don't even know what day of the week it is this week. That's how great it is. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, just yeah. in the morning and take some time and talk softball. I could talk softball yeah. all day. I know. Me too. Well, it's great having you on the show and uh, good luck. And I'm going to try to get, well, of course, I guess we're going to try to work some tomorrow on hitting some tomorrow. Yep. Uh, yeah. But um, I'll get out there hopefully. I keep getting lessons or I keep on my schedules. I got to get out and see a game and then something happens. So it just gets difficult, yeah. but yeah. Well, good talking to you. Tell Travis, I said hi and good luck to your girls I and uh, I appreciate it again. Have a great day. It's a gorgeous right. day. Thanks, mm. Holly. All right. Thanks. So that was Katie Miller. She is the head coach at No Middle School here in Louisville, Kentucky, Jefferson County public school system. And they are um, uh, having a good year so far. They play a big game coming up um, next week. So um, she told me here, I'm looking for uh, that. No is playing Johnson on Monday at 530. That's at Beachmont uh, Field, uh, which is a Beachmont Park. If you go to the website, you can get information, uh, more information on the location of the games and that. Uh, sort of thing. Um, it looks like then on Wednesday they play Ramsey at the Elk Lodge. Are you still there, Katie? Yes, ma'am. Um, Elk Lodge, have you played there yet? We have. It's right around the corner from Linden. Um, okay. It's off of Orms, Ormsby, Ormsby Lane. Yeah. Is it, uh, what kind of uh, park is it? Is it okay? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an adult field, so the yeah. field, the um, outfield is really, really extended, um, uh-huh. and it's um, the outfield is uh, not fabulous to say yeah. the least. Um, okay. But yeah, it's. It's. I mean, there's concession stands, and it's a nice little field. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, good. Good deal. And uh, so check them out. Uh, there's other games. If you um, if you can't see them play, of course, I think we're all in favor of going to more softball games and and uh, cheering on your favorite team and just supporting the sport. So, uh, again, that's at Jefferson County. It's leaguelineup.com, and um, um, it's Jefferson County Middle School 
softball league. So again, Katie Miller and good luck, Katie and uh, everybody appreciate you being on. So this is a weekly podcast and the, um, the show starts at typically we go Mondays at noon and it's about coaches and uh, people that affect the game. So uh, join us. You can join us uh, live. You can always call in live and you can get more information on the nationaldiamondacademy.com website. So uh, hope to hear from you. Also, I've got a Facebook page. Go out there and join that so you can get updates on all that stuff. Again, glad you were here and I'll talk to you soon. Everybody have a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.